Hi, my name's Jason. I'm the senior pastor at Chilton Church. We hope all our messages will help you connect more fully with God's love, grow as his follower, and share his hope with those around you. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, um, I'd like to share um, just very briefly, um, because of the nature of the service that we have today, just very briefly on a couple of things. And uh, I wrestled a bit in terms of what to share, because uh, we are at the moment as a church in a series tracking through the Gospel of Mark, um, and there's a particular theme that comes up today, and I thought, well, we're having a baptism. Um, it's not a problem at all to sort of put that theme aside, and yet I felt, you know, and you feel sometimes that God's putting his finger on something, but it didn't seem practical at all, and so I sort of put it away, and then I had someone come and speak to me about this topic. And then I went somewhere else, and the theme of the teaching was this topic. And then I went somewhere else, and someone was asking me questions about this. And I just thought, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe I, it's possible to do two little things, uh, both to just very briefly touch on this theme, because I think it actually might be a key for us as a church to continue to walk in prayer and in ministry both uh, with Kath and with others in the life of the church, and then also to, to very briefly introduce baptism. So I'm going to try to do both of those um, really briefly. And, and to say, as we, as we come into this uh, series, perhaps if you are able to, to pop this up, which we've called The Lost Disciplines, the, it's following the ways of Jesus. And, and what I've discovered is we find the treasures of the kingdom of God as we learn to walk in the ways of the king. Here, so there are principles, there are ways that God is trying to teach us to walk in. And as we walk in them, we're able to discover the treasures of the kingdom. And there aren't really ways to circumnavigate that. There are some ways of Jesus that he wants us not just to understand, not just to know about. That's the danger of teaching, is it can be spiritual teaching. It, it can um, sort of be reduced to simply the passing on of information. We don't want to do that. We want to learn the ways of Jesus so that we can walk in his ways and actually discover his treasure and the treasure of the kingdom. And so I hope that we can do uh, a bit of that. We can just touch on some of the ways of God that he's wanting to release to us as keys uh, for this time. Uh, one of them is baptism. The other is fasting, which is what comes up in this passage. And I think that fasting as a lifestyle of intimacy through self-denial is not something that we, we tend to teach on very much. Uh, and I was talking to some people about this uh, the other day because in some ways it's challenging because as a leader, we normally, the way that we teach is both through sharing information and then modeling things for people. So you share, this is how it works, and then you try to do it for people and do it with people so they can get a sense of how to copy you, how to walk with you in that. And yet Jesus has these things where he says, when you pray, go into your closet and do it there. When you fast, don't sort of broadcast it to the world. And so as leaders, there's a tension, and there are lots of tensions in the scriptures where we find, on the one hand, this is meant to be something that's private. On the other hand, if it's so private that no one ever talks about it, it or shares about it, then we don't really have the opportunity to learn from one another. And so I want to just share very briefly some of my testimony in this, 
um, because I found it so incredibly helpful for myself. And I share that with you, not because I'm great, I'm not, but because I've learned something that I would love for you to begin to learn and to perhaps take some steps in if you've never taken any steps in this before. And, and I know that many of you do fast already, so this won't be new for you. Um, but I think um, when it comes to fasting, my, my journey, this was shared with me as quite a young Christian, that it's a common thing to fast. Uh, and, and I began that by sort of uh, fasting perhaps for a meal or then perhaps for uh, uh, a couple of meals in a day, maybe a few days, and then it went uh, longer from there. And, and, and what I began to realize is that as we walk this out, different ways of fasting release different forms of blessing in our lives and in the lives of people that we're ministering to. And so I know people have been fasting and praying as we've been praying for Kath and other people in the church. Some of you have done that. Some of you have fasted for a meal. Some of you have fasted a particular food. Some of you have fasted perhaps for a day or a couple of days or weeks or, or as I say, up to a month. And so people have been doing that in different ways. And it doesn't matter how far along that journey we are. What matters is that we're seeking to know the Lord and that he would lead us in what are perhaps next baby steps for us so that we can put our feet in the water of his ways. Because there are ways that God wants to connect with us that I believe can almost only be found in these different forms of fasting. Now, obviously, medically, that's difficult for some people. Health and safety warning, if you're unsure, please speak to your doctor. Find a Christian doctor who can be supportive of your faith to help you to process that. But, but I would encourage you um, to, to consider taking some of these baby steps. And so um, this, is the, this is the passage. Let's have a look at it in Mark chapter 2. Verse 18, John's disciples um, and the Pharisees were fasting because it was very common for them to do that. Some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours aren't? You can sort of see that. It's like, this isn't fair. We're having to fast and they're not having to fast. You know, what's going on? It, you know, because there's a challenge to fast. It's not, it's not always easy. Jesus says it fast, he fasted for 40 days and then he became hungry. I haven't become that good yet, <laughs> okay? But, but it's, it's a challenge. Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, uh, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and on that day they will fast. And so we see Jesus fasted, and I think he had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. The disciples in the early church seemed to regularly fast. Um, it was a part of their sort of pattern. The early church fathers and all throughout church history, Christian people have made fasting in various forms um, something that they've chosen to do. And so why would you do it? Why would you go a, a meal without a meal if you could have one? Why would you go a day without eating if you, if you didn't have to? Eating is so great. It's such a celebration. What's the point? Um, and so I think as we look at Jesus, as we look at the early church in my own experience, fasting is a way of declaring to us ourselves and to God that we believe the truth that we are sustained by more than just food, that we are sustained by more than just natural things. And Jesus actually fasts to become physically weak so that he can become spiritually strong. And um, I think in my life, I have definitely seen a correlation between the number of miracles 
healings, deliverances, um, accuracy in prophecy, deeper fellowship with God. The more I fasted, the more I've seen that grow in my life. I just believe it's a key. And I don't think I could have got to where I've got in my relationship with God without making that a, a priority um, in my life. And so, um, as I say, uh, th that was a journey for me. And it looked something like this. Uh, it, it began perhaps as, as fasting particular types of foods. You give up, ha maybe some of you are doing Lent. You give up chocolate or you give up sugar or you give up alcohol or you give up coffee. Uh, I know different people in the church have done different things. And then there's sort of shorter fasts. And I think where the 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 benefit we get from doing shorter fasts and, and different types of fasts is time. That's the real blessing. It takes a lot of time to prep food and clean it up. So when you're doing that, not doing that, you've got extra time to pray. The mid-length fast, once you go more than a couple of days into a week, into a couple of weeks, it begins to have a bigger impact on your body. And that impact on your body, I think, begins to do something different. We begin to engage in a different kind of spiritual blessing. And definitely for me, I found as I began to do this with others helping me, the sort of mid-length fast going for more than a week, going up to a month or, or sort of beyond that. I think in the year, and I just share this to help you, in the year that we came out in 2016, I probably fasted for about four months of that year without food altogether. And so, not all in one go, okay, but broken up. And, and the, the depth of intimacy and the way that transformed my life, I don't think I could have got there without that. That was the way. It's a way that Jesus has given to us to walk into the things of the kingdom. Now, we don't start there, but, and we don't maybe all have to get there, but it's great to at least all have our feet in the water. Otherwise, we sort of cut ourselves off from that opportunity. And I think that some of us might want to do some of that as we continue to pray for Kath, for others in the church, for the church, for the nation, and just for what God is doing. Okay, so Jesus often taught and people had lots of questions afterwards. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm teaching and leaving lots of questions unanswered. So if you have questions, come and chat to me, chat to your connect group leaders, um, and um, that would be brilliant. Okay, next way is baptism, which is what we're going to do now. Uh, the amazing thing about baptism is it's a way that God has designed for us to enter into, if fasting is a way to enter into power, and intimacy, then baptism is a way to enter into identity and mission. So we see Jesus is baptized at the beginning of his ministry. And it's a way of him declaring something very publicly. It's a way for us to declare something very publicly, that we believe in God and that we identify with him. Okay? So we step into the mission of Jesus and we step into the identity of Christ. So it says this in, in Romans 6, if you, if you want to jot the scripture down, uh, Romans 6 verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we've been united with him in his death, like this, 
we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. And so what the symbolism is here is as I hold you or whoever baptizes you or whoever did baptize you or when you are baptized, okay, you stand in the water. The water represents a number of different things. It represents Christ. It represents death. It also represents the spirit. Okay? So as you go into the water, unless you're very special, you can't live underwater. Okay? We can't breathe underwater. It symbolizes dying. Okay? So you go under the water to identify with the death of Jesus. I deserve to die because of my sin is what we declare when we get baptized. But Jesus died for me so that I don't have to. That's the good bit. That means I get to lift you out the water. We don't leave you under there. Okay? So I say to people, it's helpful to go under. And, and sometimes you know, it can be so fast that it's, it's, uh, it's, you sort of have whiplash at the end of it. But to go under the water, to feel the water over your face and know I deserve death. And then I lift you up out the water but I get to have life in Christ because he died and conquered death and rose again. Okay? So at baptism, we declare that we need God's forgiveness, that God has accepted us, that we died with Christ and God has actually made us a new person. Where You die and you come back a new person. You are a changed individual. It says in the scriptures that you are a new creation. If you have come to Christ and come to God and had your sins forgiven. And that we are choosing to let Jesus reshape our lives for the rest of our lives. That there's a process that we are, we like, we, if you think there are lots of babies running around, okay, they, they haven't yet grown into their full potential. They are growing. When we are born of the kingdom, we are born as babies and we recognize there's going to be change as we go. We want God to guide that change. Okay, well, that hopefully serves as a bit of an introduction to fasting unto intimacy and power and baptism unto identity and mission. And so um, Kath is going to come up um, now and just share a bit with us. But before she does, I'd like to pray for us and perhaps pray for anyone who wants to take a first step into fasting and and that would be really wonderful and special. Or perhaps someone that maybe God is saying, I need to make a first step of commitment to God. Can we do that together? Let's stand up again because I think it's helpful to, to keep moving and keep our bodies engaged. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, um, we thank you that you have showed us the ways of the kingdom. That you didn't just tell us to do things, but you showed us how walking in them releases life and power and freedom and joy and peace. And so, Lord, I pray for anyone here that is perhaps thinking about taking a first step into a way of cultivating intimacy at a different level. That, Lord, you would give them wisdom to know how to do that. And that you would meet them, that it would be blessed and enriched uh, and empowered of your Holy Spirit. 
Lord, I pray uh, for anyone here who has not perhaps been baptized. Um, and, and Lord, that you are saying, this is a season to do this, to make this declaration, to declare that I identify with Christ and I want to enter into his mission and I want to be shaped by him going forwards. And so, Lord, I pray across the room, every one of us, God, I pray that you would take us deeper in intimacy and power and that you would move us further in identity and mission. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the church and how to connect with us in person or online, wherever you are, please visit our website at www.chiltonchurch.org.uk.